Balkin. How does I can't do? You you do a pretty good Balkin person. Kyle, give it give us a good one on the air real quick here. He's got a good one here. Go ahead. None taken. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, buddy. On well cue. Done. Uh, 5.15 here on the drive. Tierney and Buecher, 95-7 the game. Bay Area's new sound for sports. We're going to talk to Joe Horde a little bit later, get a preview for the Raiders, former receiver for the Saints, Big Tafer as well. But right now we talk some hoops inside of Oracle with the uh, former GM of the Warriors. We've had him on the show before, but it's been a while, and he's now the current director of scouting for the team, and he's back on the show, and we welcome him. Larry Riley, how are you, sir? What's happening? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? We're doing pretty well. Pretty how well. is uh, Larry? How is New York treating you? <laughs> I just got into the hotel, and uh, nobody has run over me on the street. Nothing has happened, so everything's so good. Man. You're ahead of the minutes. game. <laughs> the weather's about, uh, I suppose, 45 or 50 degrees, and mm-hmm. I'm going to see uh, a lot of college basketball in the next three days. Okay, very nice. Have you? Did you see the uh, the Kansas game? Kansas got clipped last night. How about that? I watched that one on TV. We had uh, scout at the uh, facilities there in Atlanta. Uh, we're kind of scattered around right now because the colleges are starting to get with it. And the early tournaments can be pretty good as far as getting the initial look at players. Uh, I like to double back and see players in January and February because so many of these young men are freshmen and even some untested sophomores and juniors. But it's a, it's a great opportunity to see them play against good competition. One of the things that happens is in December after they finish all these uh, November tournaments is some of them have a few cupcakes on their schedule and <laughs> you don't necessarily want to go see those. When you, uh, Larry, when you're out on the road and you're doing college scouting, do you ever take time to uh, to also do some pro scouting? Uh, and I ask particularly with, with Brandon Rush in, Rush's injury and whether there would be any sort of just looking around to see, I mean I know you guys already have files and books on guys, but whether there's there's just uh, hey look let's let's see what's out there let's see if anybody catches eye, our eye or are you strictly focused on the college game right now? I'm more heavily focused on the college game right now. But Rick, you made a very accurate statement. All the the information is on file in the office on each player in the NBA and who's available and. It doesn't appear that there's a likelihood that any good player is going to get cut from a team. So you would have to pick from the pool of, uh, of players who are not under contract right now, and there are a few. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, I would talk to Bob Myers about that and to Joe and and uh, see what's happening. But uh, right now that's more in their area. I'm a person who would maybe give advice, and that's about it uh, in regards to picking up another player. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far, Larry, in the uh, the first couple of weeks of the season from the Warriors? What do you like, and you know what do you think needs some improvement? Well, I don't think it can be stated enough about how much that Brandon Rush injury hurts our team. He was our best perimeter defender, and everybody knows that. But he was such a contributor offensively because he'd become more than just a perimeter shooter, which he was good at that. But he, he had now gotten to where he could get to the basket and cause some things to happen. Uh, we're going to miss that ingredient, and that's one of the reasons Rick asked the question earlier. Um, but as far as the team is concerned, uh, I don't quite think they've settled in yet. I think they're going to be a team that settles in and everybody uh, understands their roles, and I, we're going to shoot the ball better than we have been. I, I don't think there's much doubt about that, and Mark Jackson's going to continue to to speak to the team about defense. So I, I, I do think that the offense will get a little bit better. Sometimes you come out of training camp and the defense is ahead of the offense or the offense is ahead of the defense. And uh, for one reason or another, 
with the injury to Brandon and, and of course, the fact that uh, Andrew Bogut has not played consistently. I, I think those things have slowed us down a little bit. But uh, I do think the team's going to pick things up as time goes on. And, uh, you know, I'm encouraged at the level of talent that we have. Uh, individually, you you got to look at things and, and say that Carl Landry has, has done a, a really good job coming off the bench. And, uh, you know, I just think that the addition of Carl and, and uh, Jared Jack and the depth that we have, we're hopeful that we can overcome the injuries. <clears throat> That's why you want to have depth anyway, because you, I, very seldom you get through a year without having some kind of an injury that's, uh, you know, at least three weeks or four weeks or something like that. So I, I see the team getting better. I, I really think it's going to happen. And uh, I think it's a matter of everybody getting to know everybody else. We do have some new faces, and, and that always takes some time. And we have some rookies, so um, it's going to take some time. But uh, I think the team's going to get better on the offensive end. And they'll pick it up a little bit defensively as well. You know, uh, Larry, one of the things that's impressed me with this team early on is, is an intangible, and it's it's the chemistry of the team, and some of that was reflected in the way they responded or reacted to, to Brandon Rush going down, uh, going down and winning one for the Clippers and letting Brandon know that they, they had done that for him. Uh, take us in inside the mind uh, of a GM, because you, you were uh, a, a big factor in, in building a good part of, of this roster. How do you go about building a team with good chemistry? We try to uh, assess what kind of personalities we're dealing with when we're getting ready to add somebody to the team. And one of the things that was important to us over the years was to come up with, and, and I don't mean to be critical of other players or anything like that, but we felt that we needed to come up with a team that was cohesive and that would work with each other and that uh, a level of cooperation was important. Now, you also have to have somebody who's willing to step up and be a voice and willing to step up in big games. And if you step on somebody's toes and, and you're doing the right things, then that's part of it. I think this team has a mix of maturity and youth to the extent that uh, it's easy for them to kind of pull for one another. You noticed it right away, Rick. These guys do pull for each other. And as long as they sense that they're going to have some way that they can contribute to this team, it's a group of players that uh, that really, uh, they're all for each other, and winning is first. Yep. Talking to Larry Riley, of course, uh, Larry, former GM of the Warriors, and now he's, he's in New York. He's scouting. He's the current director of scouting for the team. Tierney and Buecher, 95-7 the game. Larry, something that we've discussed a lot today, given the um, – we had Charles Barkley on our show yesterday, and, and he had some interesting comments about Bogut's health and his return to health at some point. Of course, Mark Jackson uh, sees it differently, and, and, and he should. I want to ask you this, though. If, if you were in the position again to make the trade Bogut for Monte Ellis, would you absolutely still pull the trigger on that, or would you reconsider? I wouldn't stop. Wouldn't, wouldn't hesitate. And our team for years has needed a center. And uh, we tried two smaller guards. Our guard play is pretty good. We had a lot of faith in Clay Thompson at the time that we made that decision. And me personally, I wouldn't change it. Now, somebody else might say they would. and I suppose you could argue, argue that issue. But we had the medical documentation that was positive, And it was a situation where, candidly, I know it's, it sounds like maybe I'm being defensive, but the truth is I would not change that. Uh, respect that and respect your forthright nature. 
was it exclusively about basketball, or was there other factors at play when it came to Monte? No, it was a basketball decision. Uh, Monte had given a lot to the organization. He'd, he'd uh, done a lot as far as carrying a load of scoring for us. Uh, we did. We saw it for over two years that it was very difficult to win with two small guards. And I, you know, I have no idea what Charles Barkley said. And you know, you respect Charles from the standpoint that he played the game. He has a level of understanding. You also respect the fact that he's an entertainer now. And so mm-hmm. there, there is some entertainment value in Charles. Yep. But it, especially his golf swing, Larry. Well, and no doubt, Brandon. Do you play the game and play like him, or are you a little better than that? I'm a little bit better than that. If I wasn't, I would have had a bullet in my skull already. I would have shot myself. Back to the point, I thought yeah. Charles was one of the, the uh, people who embraced the trade at the time that it took place. Now, maybe I have that, <laughs> maybe I have that in my mind wrong, but uh, uh, I, it seems that I recall that anyway. But, um, you know, we're hoping that uh, that Andrew will get uh, fully healed up, and then it's going to take him a while to, to get the conditioning that he's going to need because he's going to miss some time. And, um, you know, it, it, it's very difficult to watch where you have a, a start of the season where it, had he been healthy, we might have a few more wins. But at the same time, we're sitting here, we haven't played 10 games yet. And, you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and, and that's what we're looking at. Uh, Larry, your good friend Don Nelson is going to be honored tonight uh, with uh, the, his uh, induction in the Hall of Fame. is going to be recognized. Nelly has uh, said, hey, look, I, I could have lived without it. I would have been fine without it. He owns the island of Maui practically, so I, I have to believe to some extent that's there's a truth there. But what, uh, from, from your viewpoint, what do you think that means for, for Don? Well, I'll tell you what. I do think this. Um, I think you have an accurate assessment that had it not happened, it wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have caused his life to come crashing down or anything like that. But the the inside of it, from my viewpoint, is that it was a tremendously nice honor that he appreciated, and he appreciated the people who helped him get there. And he talked to me quite a bit about that. It, it uh, it's something that uh, he was uh, when he was. Uh, giving a speech uh, at the induction. He was trying to recognize a lot of people and uh, be grateful, and I think that was totally sincere. Uh, at the same time, I think he enjoyed it, and I think it's a, a wonderful thing that this happened for him, and he does know that a lot of people helped put him over the top, but he was a great coach, a mastermind on the bench. I Probably the best game coach I've ever been around. And now I didn't work side by side with Phil Jackson or uh, some of the legends or Jerry Sloan or, or people like that, but I saw a lot of what happened. And I, I did say often that if I were in a position where I had to have one coach win one game, mm-hmm. I would want Don Nelson to coach that game. Mm, there you go. Hey, Larry, nice chat. Have a good uh, good time in New York doing some scouting, and we'll get you back up some point, uh, some point, sometime soon. Really enjoyed it. I'll see both of you guys sometime soon. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. You got it.